We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app all right jimmy knows how to get me in the mood for a wednesday's start to the show welcome in bmas and beamer here on wben brian mazarowski here with you Uh, joe won't be here for a while so Get, get used to me, I guess. <laughs> Just myself taking you through here. Um, a little argy-bargy to bring us in, too. Got to love to hear that. Uh, our, I'm watching, you know, we got a bunch of different things up on the TV. Um, Re- I, 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 I will always call this show Regis. Uh, Regis is on. <laughs> Regis hasn't been alive for like three years, uh, but he's on right now. They, uh, one of the guest fill-in hosts for Kelly. It's the guy from Queer Eye. And he's got on a double-breasted blazer. I mean, it's bright red. You know, that's not something I've got. But is the double-breasted coat back the two sets of buttons? Is that, I mean, do I need to go and change my wardrobe once again? You know how big of a suit guy I am, Jimmy. Uh, But no, a a double-breasted blazer. I've seen that more and more. Could it be back? I don't know. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. It is a big day all across Western New York. I want to hear from you. What's it like in your household today? I mean, I think we tend to downplay it a little bit, you know, when it actually happens. The news breaks, it's big news, and then, you know, it happens and whatever. But today's a huge day. If you have kids in the house, you don't have to wear a mask going to school. And I've been hearing for the past few days, teachers, parents of kids, the kids themselves, how ecstatic they are to be going to school in a normal way. Now, it's not all the way back to normal. We talked about that earlier this morning. I mean, we still need the return of field trips. We still need to bring parents into the classroom, right? I mean, to get that sort of involvement back. But what's it like in your household? What's the mood like on a day like today where masks are gone in schools? Think about that. There's kids halfway through their high school, you know, uh, career, life, term, whatever you call it, who have been masked for the entirety of high school. First graders have never gone to school without a mask. And now they're able to. So that's a big day. What's it like in your house? Let me know. 803-0930 throughout the rest of the morning. I mean, it could be a big day in the Buffalo School district. Yesterday, we were talking about, oh, you know, no surprise to anybody behind uh, what everybody's doing once again. We have to wait on the data. You know, what's the, what data? What are you, we're going to wait till Friday. What's going to change between now and Friday? You know, we're going to wait till uh, then to decide on masking in schools and then, no, nope, no, nope, switched it around. 
uh, last night saying masks will be off in the district. Who made that decision is anybody's guess. Because Buffalo School Superintendent Kreiner Cash is not here physically. On what is a big day for students all across western New York. A huge day in Buffalo uh, for multiple reasons. Not just the masking, but of course what's going on in McKinley there. So Kreiner Cash goes on vacation last week. And this week he's not around because of family reasons, according to the district. So for that, I won't go into him not being here this week. Because I don't know the extent of these family issues. I'm not going to pretend to. Uh, And, you know, he's out for family reasons. Okay, so be it. But what happened last week? A vacation. A vacation. As you're still trying to put together a safety plan for kids returning to a school where a student was stabbed just outside a few weeks ago. This was him, uh, Kreiner Cash, the superintendent of Buffalo Schools, February 9th, hours After an attack happened just outside of one of the schools. Please be assured that we are doing everything we can to continue to keep all of our schools safe. And we will have McKinley uh, back very shortly at his very best. We certainly want to pray for the young man that is in the hospital right now. We are particularly concerned about his condition. And we are on uh, constant alert right now to hear how he is faring. Constant alert, a dire situation, such a dire situation that just a week and a half later, he was on a week-long vacation. The McKinley situation must have been all figured out by then. Except it clearly wasn't. The return to school was pushed back until after the break. They were supposed to go back to school much sooner. Things changed at the last minute. And on top of that, On top of that very serious situation, security in one of your schools, bringing kids back to the classroom after an attack just outside of the high school. On top of that, you had this looming decision on masks in schools that the district should have been prepared for and ready to act on because everybody knew it was coming. Everybody knew. You didn't know the exact day the announcement would come. You didn't know the exact date the mandate would be lifted. But everybody knew it was coming. Within a matter of days, we're going to hear how we go forward with masks in schools. And so it happened. Today ended up being the day. A lot of celebration going on out there. And instead of acting upon that, with no clear leader in Buffalo, the district fumbles its way into delaying a firm decision. We're going to keep masks on kids. Well, maybe until the end of the week, and then we're going to, you know, I don't know, give a call to the guy in charge. I I don't know how they change things in just a few days. Only to be told, you know, I'm assuming that this is really what happened. Only to be told by parents and teachers and students that that's not what we want. And after 10 o'clock last night, at about 10.20 last night, the message went out informing parents and students and teachers, that no masks were required in school. That happened after 10 o'clock last night. So why did that go back and forth? Well, I feel like I kind of have an answer here based on what happened. Uh, That announcement from Buffalo Schools happened after the Erie County Department of Health said that it wasn't behind the decision for Buffalo to continue to require masks. 
It said the county said, well, we're not um, going to mandate any schools require masks in their facilities after Tuesday. And then we saw on Facebook, Buffalo School Board member Larry Scott posted last night that he was told school districts are not to require masks unless a local health department makes the determination. Now, we were told by Mark Laurie up in Niagara Falls that that's not his understanding of how it works at all. Schools are free to make a mandate if they want to across the state. And I'm pretty sure that's what we heard from the governor this past weekend. So all this back and forth, I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is, well, there's no one to point to to say, well, that's the reason we are keeping the mask on. It would have been easy if you could say, well, no, we have to keep the mask on because we, we have all of Western New York has the green light, but we don't have it yet. So it's not our, don't point it at us. And then the county comes out and says, well, no, it's not our fault. We're not telling them to keep the mask on. And all of a sudden, you can't point to the state. You can't point to the county. You can't really point anywhere. And then you have to go, well, uh, all right, I don't want you pointing at us. So we're going to flip it around. We're going to give you what you want. All of this, all this whole time, all of this uh, took place. A decision on masking, the vacation, that speech outside of McKinley High School on February 9th. Everything about a return to the classroom after the winter break. All of that took place, by the way, and Crino Cash was still wearing sweatpants every step of the way along the way. Never an occasion that's quite important enough for a belt. Kept those sweats on uh, throughout every one of those pictures. I was keeping, as soon as I found that, you know I was keeping track of what's going on. But, you know, it ends up being good news for students in Buffalo who are now, I mean, extremely excited. I've heard excitement all over Western New York, and I'll take your comments throughout the morning. What's it like in your household if you have a kid in school? Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe You know, you're somewhat involved. What is the reaction today to be able to go into a school and see the faces of your teachers, your classmates, and everybody else? I mean, come on. Someone on the text board. I can't begin to tell you how freeing it was said, five-year-old, today was the first day for everyone, five-year-old, three-year-old in daycare, first day for them to be maskless in school, for them to be allowed. I mean, come on. That's an incredible feeling. And it really signifies, I mean, today is not just about that mask mandate in school, but something else, right? I mean, the momentum keeps on going. It really felt like a turning point this morning. And part of that is the State of the Union last night. President Joe Biden, who said, Thanks to the progress we've made in the last year, COVID need no longer control our lives. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask-free. And based on projections... Based on projections, more of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. So that, mask-free. COVID need no longer control our lives. That's the quote from the president at the State of the Union. I mean, that is a big change. That's a big change in messaging from the top. 
As recently as a month ago, you had a lot of Democrats hammering Virginia's governor for getting rid of the masks in schools. And now look at us today, just a month later. What changed? Well, we can easily point to something. Advice from President Biden's polling firm, Impact Research, which studied voter attitudes to COVID, found that most Americans, quote, have personally moved out of crisis mode. A memo was sent February 16th to Democrats all across the country. This was reported by NBC News. The firm told Democrats to, quote, take the win on COVID. It warned that by 49% to 24%, Americans are more concerned about COVID causing economic harm than infecting them or a family member. And far more parents and teachers worry about learning loss than illness for their kids. This is the quote from that memo that was given out by Impact Research. Two Democrats, and this is the message going forward. The more we talk about the threat of COVID and onerously restrict people's lives because of it, the more we turn them against us and show them we're out of touch with their daily realities. They warned that if Democrats continue to emphasize COVID precautions over learning to live in a world with the virus, they risk paying dearly for it in November. That memo went out February 16th. And look at how we've turned since then. At the end of the day, it was, to nobody's surprise, a political decision. It could have been one driven by data, by the fact unvaccinated kids and teens are safer from disease than older Americans who are vaccinated by the measured learning loss that we've gotten over the last year or so. If it was data-driven, we might have actually come to this point a little bit sooner. But we didn't. But here we are today. Still, things aren't back to normal everywhere. I thought it was interesting last night. You have Washington, D.C., the site of the State of the Union. Did you know? little fact for you. Might have learned it here first on the show. The capital where the State of the Union took place is located in Washington, D.C. That's right. In that same spot, kids still have to wear masks in school. Still the mandate in Washington, D.C. They uh, eased up on that. Kids no longer have to wear masks outside in school. Well, thank you. Uh, but they still have to wear masks in school. Now, meanwhile, Joe Biden, the president, Kamala Harris, the vice president, Nancy Pelosi, who, by the way, have a combined age of 217. That's right. Three people. 217 combined years can go in front of the nation indoors without a mask in that same district. If there was a school right next door, the kids who are at less risk, they don't have to have their faces covered. If the president's State of the Union guests don't have to mask indoors, why should kids? I think that's the question a lot of people in Washington, D.C. are asking this morning about some of these restrictions and guidelines and, and it being a little bit of a turning point. And how much is the tide changing? Well, this is from Saturday Night Live this past weekend. When I make a mistake at work, I don't get to say the science changed. <laughs> at least we had outdoor dining. Oh, you mean when they built a smaller restaurant in the street? How is that outdoors? <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I went to a child's birthday party, self-careful, and they did gymnastics in masks. Don't. And then they went into another room and took off their masks to eat pizza. This is the end of me. So did they really need the mask? Oh, no. 
<laughs> did any of us ever need the mask? No! It's Saturday Night Live this past weekend. If SNL can joke about it, I think you're finally allowed to tweet it without being banned. I, I don't know if that's clearly the rule, but it seems like that would be the rule. But that's, I mean, that is the tide changing. Could you imagine that three months ago again? Justin Trudeau would have something to say. He might still have something to say about that skit. I don't know. But it all leads us to this point, this you know day that I, it feels a little bit different. And I'm hoping it feels different in a lot of households out there. And it comes after that speech from the president last night. And here's another bit of it. Let's use this moment to reset. So stop looking at COVID as a partisan dividing line. See it for what it is, a god-awful disease. Let's stop sending each, seeing each other as enemies and start seeing each other for who we are, fellow Americans. Look. That's the president speaking at the State of the Union. Are we really going to make that change? Can we do it? I believe in us. Can we no longer look at a mask as a political statement? Oh, well, he's wearing a mask. It might be, you know, he's one of those Biden voters. Oh, no mask? What are you? You got a Confederate flag in your truck, too? Can we stop that? Can we treat the virus for being an awful virus and not a point to prove your politics? I don't know, but that's the message that was coming from the top yesterday. And today does feel like one of these turning points where, you know, we can, listen, like I said, accept that data for what it is and start to move on. And, you know, yeah, maybe it's because there's something else dominating the headlines right now. But it's a good opportunity for us to move on to kind of reclaim your life, to reclaim uh, the life of your kids. And, you know, you go through and you move on, but I don't know if you forget necessarily. This isn't the same as saying, look, the past two years, ah, it's all a wash. We were all kind of crazy. We'll see. We'll see if people remember the past two years and what the conversation looked like. I don't know. We'll see later on uh, this year and years to come if uh, people will remember or if people will just kind of let it pass. All right, we're done with it. It's over. Next news story. Should be pretty interesting. Well, what's it like in your house today? Let me know. Give me a call. 803-0930. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. Brian Mazeroski here with you for the next half hour or so. I, I want to hear from you today. 803-0930. What's it like in your household? You have a kid who's going to school for the first time without a mask ever? For the first time in two years? Uh, for a lot of families, that's the case. And it's, I mean, it is a different day in a lot of households all across Western New York. What is it like? I mean, what was the reaction like when you heard the news? What's it like going to school today? 803-0930, let me know. Give me a call. You can send me a text on our Volkswagen Park text board, 803-0930. 
here on WBEN. Um, coming up after me is David Bellavia. And every day at noon, David is doing uh, the Bellavia briefing to let you know about the situation going on in Ukraine, about what's happening in the war with Russia, uh, in, in a way that you know only David can really break down some of this uh, day-to-day nuance for you. And, you know, it's a great idea, but I have to say to David, I, I don't know if I need to listen anymore to uh, the Bellavia briefing because I got my own uh, Bellavia briefing of sorts from the vice president. Uh, Kamala Harris appeared on the Morning Hustle radio show uh, to talk, you know, a little bit about everything, but of course about what's going on in Ukraine, uh, the situation there, the conflict, the war. And Harris was asked by the host of Morning Hustle, Headcrack. Now, here's a little tip for everybody out there. You know, if you're searching out the news and, like, the go-to information, you want to get it from verified sources and, and, you know, people who you can trust. And when you see a name asking uh, a question of the vice president, you see a name like Headcrack. I mean, that's when you know you're going to get some good information. Headcrack, uh, who was the host of Morning Hustle. How about that? But you ever think that guy started in his career? It's like, oh, what's my on-air name going to be? You know, Headcrack. I bet you in that moment, he wasn't thinking, I'm going to have to introduce myself to the Vice President of the United States as Mr. Headcrack. <laughs> that was probably not on his mind at the time. But these are the things you have to think about when, you know, thinking of that radio name at first. But anyways, I digress. Headcrack on Morning Hustle asked <laughs> the vice president to explain what's going on in Ukraine in layman's terms. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country You got that. in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Okay. We've laid the groundwork here. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Thank you. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. (laughs) So I'm sorry, David. I know you have your Bellavia briefing coming up at noon, but what more do you need to know? Hey, you know, for people who are only, you know, following this around, can, can you help explain? Well, Ukraine is a country. And Russia is a country. Like, thank you. I'm, I'm out of touch. I'm not three, right? I mean, but after that, I don't know. I don't know if I need a bigger explainer. Sorry, to, I don't want to encroach on David's turf at all with the Bellavia briefing, but that's coming up at noon. Uh, every day throughout the conflict here on WBEM. Anyways, no, we're talking about uh, masks in school, sending your kid back to school. Uh, a lot of people, right, uh, texting in this morning, 803-0930 if you want to weigh in. It's simple things and it's big things. You have uh, people who text in saying, all right, this is the first time any of my kids in both kindergarten 
and pre-K are able to go in without a mask for the first time in their life. I mean, think of how exciting that is. And then it's something as simple as this person in Texan, my daughter couldn't wait to show off her new lip gloss. I mean, it could be as simple as that. But it's exciting all across western New York where you finally have this opportunity to, you know, right? Get out there to end the, the mask mandate. And we, as we touched on earlier in the program, it's a pivotal moment. It's a huge moment of the past two years. It signals a big change and a return to normalcy for so many kids. And in Buffalo, the superintendent is not there to see it. Uh, now, he, again, he's not here because of family reasons. And I won't pretend to know what that is. But the week leading up to this, when all of the planning should have been going on, what are we going to do when this announcement is made? We know it's coming soon. He was on vacation. On vacation a week and a half after an attack outside of one of Buffalo's high schools. And I thought it was interesting when we spoke with Sam Radford earlier this morning. He's with the group We the Parents in Buffalo. He's been a guest on this show too. And what Sam was saying, and he was picking out some of the verbiage and you know how the superintendent talks and why it's something I never really thought that much of. I think just because of how I viewed the situation to begin with. But Sam talked about how the superintendent uses his words and how he talks about your city and how he detaches himself from the situation that he should be in the middle of. You know, he's just here as, oh, I'm an outside guy. You know, oh, you know, I'll help you guys out. Sure. I'm just here for, you know, I'm here to be the leader. I'm not one of you. But, yeah, I'll, I'll lead you and then I'll, I'll get out of here as Sam Radford sees it. And one of those quotes was dug up uh, by Channel 7, Eileen Buckley, who wrote about what might happen today. I mean, this could be Cash's last day as superintendent of Buffalo with this school board meeting happening later on tonight. And from just a couple weeks ago on February 26th at a school board meeting, Cash said, this is the quote, on, you know, being fired or terminated. Said, quote, it's easy. That day you want me gone, it's an easy decision. The board gets in a room if they got the votes, and then we work something out. And I thought, you know, as Sam Radford's looking at the way Kreiner Cash talks, you know, I'm looking at that way that Kreiner Cash talks, too, at that board meeting. And then we work something out. So what's more important to you? You know, hey, to go to the superintendent of schools, who still has another year on his contract, is being paid a lot of money to do a job that you hope someone is heavily invested in, to say, oh, you want me gone? Well, hey, it's easy. You know, yeah, just get in a room and uh, kick me out of here once we work something out, you know, with you paying me. And it sheds just a little bit of a light on what's really important in this situation, or at least what's 
what seems to be important, what's on the mind, what's on the tip of your tongue there. Right, interesting to look at. More of your comments coming into the Volkswagen Vortex Park text board. I'm, what today is like in your household, the first day without masks for a lot of students, some in their entire life, some in two years, to be able to go to school and see some faces again. Someone said, my son is a senior in high school, and he actually shaved today. <laughs> you know, you got to look your, your best. It's almost like that first day of school all over again. You know, all right, what's your little uh, do-up outfit? What is your look for the first day of school? You got to dress up. All right, I, you know, I like this T-shirt. I'll wear a button down here. I got my nice uh, new pair of shoes on, ready to go. It's almost like that all over again. How do you prepare? All right, taking my mask off. Everyone's going to see how beautiful I look <laughs> walking into school. That's got to be cool. Someone else, uh, two grandkids, four and a half years old, haven't seen classmates' faces in two years. Today is the first time. I think of how wild that is. I mean, it is a big day to have that shift. And in talking with whether it's parents, teachers, and, you know, hearing the stories of the classroom of what the reaction is, I mean, it's a happy day all across Western New York to finally be able to say goodbye to masks in schools. And, and, you know, I agree with some of the, I think Taria Parsonen was on with us yesterday, who said that it's, it's not really an easy going back. You know, once you take it off, once you kind of realize that everyone's going to be okay, there's not an easy, uh, you know, way to say, oh, you have to put these on again. I don't think it happens as easy as it did the first time around. We'll go to uh, Chris in Hamburg. Chris, you're on WBEN. Uh, what's going on today? I just wanted to add in about uh, Kreiner Cash. Um, and again, I'll, I'll make it quick, but um, and again, I... I live in the suburbs, but, you know, so I don't have a real dog in the fight here. But at the same time, I think the Buffalo schools uh, need to kind of wise up and, and think about actually hiring somebody who is from the Buffalo area. I'm sure there, there's somebody who could be, you know, well-versed with, with what the school district has gone through. It, it needs to be somebody who is, has a vested interest in the Buffalo community, not somebody from the outside. Um, Craner Cash, you know, came from the outside. He still pretty much lives, you know, elsewhere. He doesn't live permanently in the city. Um, James Harris, I think he was the last one. I think he lived outside the city too, for the most part. You know, we just, we need somebody who is, who is going to actually, I don't know, care a little bit more. And I don't care if they're, if they're white or black, whatever, you know, you got to find the best person from Buffalo for, for the school district. Hey, Chris, appreciate the call and the sentiment. And, you know, it's something I think if uh, Sam Radford was uh, still on with us, he'd agree with you. And I, I don't even think it needs to be someone from Buffalo. I think that's ideal. But in the position, you need someone, and Chris hit on it there, you need someone invested in the city at the very least. I, I don't need you to have grown up in the city or in western New York. That would be a plus. That puts your understanding to a new level of, you know, how things have gone here, what our issues are, what problems these kids face. I don't need you to have grown up here, but I do need you to have a vested interest. I do need you to be tied here in some way. Maybe you didn't grow up here, but, you know, now you married someone from here 
and now this is your home, and this is where you're going to stay. Uh, maybe you didn't grow up here, but I don't know. You, you could run a business somewhere. You'd have some other thing that ties you to Western New York because that's when you really care is when you're tied to Western New York. You know, if you're someone every weekend going back to Martha's Vineyard, I'm really deep down, you know, you would hope that you want to do a good job, the job that you're paid for. You'd hope you want to make uh, personal connections just to make your life easier. But at the end of the day, you know, listen, I'm going to get paid. It's a job. I go home. You need somebody who doesn't look at it like that. You need somebody where this is more than a job for them. Uh, this is about turning something around. This is about building the future of your hometown. And where Buffalo goes, the region is going to go. Right? I mean, where do you say you're from to somebody who's out of town? It doesn't matter where in western New York you are. You're from Buffalo. And the success of the school district is going to have such a big impact on the success of the city. And you need to have somebody who's tied to the success of the city and of the region. And, you know, when you hire somebody who doesn't have ties to that, who is referring to the city as your city, not my city, your city, I'm just here to fix things. I'm at a Buffalo school board meeting wearing a Mineral Bluff mask the week after being criticized for spending all my time there and not here in Buffalo. I care so little I'm not even bringing my belts to my apartment here. I'm keeping them back home. When you have that, I do think it is probably tough to succeed when you don't have a tie to the city. It is, um, you know, it's, I have people who, there's a lot of happiness, right, that I've been talking about. And then there's also the texts coming in who are looking the other way, right? Somebody uh, saying, you know, my child still wants to wear one because he's afraid he'll get sick. And I, listen, there's, it's going to be going on for the next few months here. I don't want to be judgmental of anybody who continues to wear a mask. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you do what makes yourself feel comfortable. If you want to wear a mask outside, some people wear their winter coats when it's 50 degrees. Some people don't wear them until it's 10, right? But it's your own personal decision. I, the thing that you know gets me is what a couple people who are texting in is you have little kids who are now clinging to the mask, possibly because you're afraid that you'll get sick. And I mean, that's it's a sad state of affairs. It's sad because it doesn't really need to be that way. I mean, that's tough to see. And again, I won't judge anyone for wearing a mask, but I'll admit, I see especially, you know, kids walking around with the mask on. I, I, that does hit the back of my head. Like, that's, that's a shame. You know, that's too bad. 
that, you know, whether it's the kid himself, whether it's mom and dad, whether it's somebody, but somebody has been, you know, the fear level is hyped up to this extent that you're not using that data we talked about in the last segment. That you're, you know, treating this differently than you do other things that present similar risks. And you wonder how there's a, a going back from that. But I hope last night we heard that State of the Union. I hope today in schools and what people will see over the next few weeks, I do hope it is a real turning. It feels like a real turning point to be able to go out there. And I, I know in a lot of households across western New York, it is uh, just that, a little bit of a turning point over the last few days. Glad you were hanging out with me here. I'll be back tomorrow. That Bellavia briefing that's uh, coming. Although, you know, I don't know. David, you got a lot to compete with. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. I'm going to need it even simpler than that. David, that's your task. He's coming up next after the news. You've been listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.